always love to see people hype when that intro music comes on. Uh, welcome. Heads right there. <laughs> for sure. Uh, my buddy actually <laughs> made that for us a couple years ago. Well, made it for me, and then I've transitioned into the show. Uh, but yeah, man, welcome to another episode of Around the Clock Podcast. Uh, we talk all things sports. Um, this is kind of a new segment called People You Need to Know. I've got Bradford Wilson on. Do you go by Brad or Bradford? Bradford. Okay, I got Bradford Wilson. I'm a name Bradford. I'm a call Bradford <laughs> for sure. Uh, he's known as Bradford Wilson Golfs on Instagram. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, check him out. I mean, you probably should know about him if you're in the golf game. Um, really inspirational guy. As far as I can tell, he's sponsored with Adidas Golf. He just partnered with LA Golf Club. Um, he does some stuff with the South, was it the Southern California Golf Association as well. Um, so, a dude's heavily involved in the golf game, which is why I'm interested to have him on and kind of talk about his journey. Um, especially as a, a black-owned uh, kind of creator, a black brand. Um, that's always awesome to see in this space, especially as we know the game of golf wasn't always like that. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, from what I read on your bio, you started playing at the age of 13. And before we started recording, I, I found out you were from South Jersey. I was going to ask you if you are from L.A. Uh, when did you make the move to L.A.? Uh, moved to L.A. Uh, late 2015. Um yeah, spent 25 years of my life in South Jersey, freezing, as you shared with me before we started recording. You you under some snow right now. I was yeah, done with the snow. you get about six, seven months of the golf season. Usually you might get that one day that peaks above 50, and then it's back yes. indoors for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was done with that. I wanted to golf. I wanted sunshine. I wanted all 360 days of sun I was promised in Southern California. So for sure. <laughs> this is home now. And so did golf specifically just bring you out to L.A. or is it more opportunities as far as were you kind of already in the content space um, prior no, to the move? I, was, uh, I had I had no aspirations to create content whatsoever at the time I moved. Um, I had dreams of acting and, you know, being on the screen and things like that, um, which is part of the reason why I moved. Um, but I, I never really thought – thought about what it looked like or knew what it looked like. Um, I just knew the feeling I was after. I knew that South Jersey, even like the greater Philadelphia area didn't have what I was looking for. Didn't have, uh, the, the people, the places, the things to push me the way that I felt like I could be pushed creatively. Um, and it so happened that it aligned with a job opportunity and a, a partner who was moving at the same time. Um, so LA became the landing spot. For sure. And then, so when did the, the content kind of, I guess, start or when did the golf side of like your career kind of start? Did you play at the collegiate level or anything, play in high school? Yeah, I played a little bit in high school. I kind of just messed around in high school, um, played in college for three years, I walked onto the co- uh, to my college team. Um, I tell people soccer is what got me to college, and golf is what kept me in college because uh, I was I was recruited to a little small school outside of Philadelphia called Immaculata University. Um, they're famous for being the first women's NCAA national champions in basketball ever. Um, ever, yeah. Wow, in seventy. 70- Six seventy-seven, seventy-eight, and um, they were an all-women's college up until two thousand six, I believe. And when I got there, the graduating class was the first co-ed class in that school's history. Um, so they had a lot of incentive to uh, 
to bring males on campus and to yeah. recruit athletes and things like that. So um, the soccer coach heavily pursued me. So that's what got me to that school. Uh, some of the guys. So the for those who aren't familiar with like how Catholic schools and di- dioceses work, the archdiocese of, of Camden and the archdiocese of Philadelphia are essentially sisters right over the bridge. So a lot of the schools and the, and the athletes that I played against in high school were also in the archdiocese of Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia college region. So I knew a lot of these guys from soccer and from golf. And when I got to school, a lot of the guys that were on the golf team at my college were also on my high school golf team. And they were like, bro, we know you can play like come play on the golf team. Like stop playing. Like, you're you're learning, you know, but you're fun, <laughs> and we and we are not. <laughs> Please come liven up the 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 golf team. We just want you around. Like we can coach you up. We can get you better. Um, and that's that's what happened. Uh, they did their job recruiting me, and I I walked on, made the team after like two practices, and played for three years. Nice. And this was in you said two thousand eight when you went or. 2008 was my freshman year, so I started, okay. yeah, so I played 09, 10, 11. So I feel like that that time frame especially, I mean, outside of knowing who Tiger Woods was, there wasn't a lot of people that looked like you and I in the golf space. Um, and most definitely the golf space didn't look anything of what it looks like today. So, like, what was that like? You know, because I'm sure a lot of the courses you played, you were probably the only black kid that showed up. I mean, did you play against a lot of other, you know, kids that looked like you or <laughs> – Probably not. No. <laughs> okay. I, I think I knew the answer before I asked that, but, you know, I yeah. just for content, you know, you got to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my villain origin story was being the only <laughs> black player on on my college team um, in the in the conference, in the region, in the, you know, state, like everywhere we went, I was the only black person, like let alone player. Yeah. Um, it felt it was an island. You know, I was I was on my own. I didn't have anybody to relate to, um, even watch, you know, like Tiger was it. And the internet wasn't the internet that it is today. It's not like I could pull up Instagram and, you know, find other black players that I could relate to or even connect with like that. Like I had, I wasn't really on, you know, Facebook or MySpace looking for black golfers like that. Uh, You know, I, I found them much, much later. Um, but it was, it was isolating. It was, scary even um to be frank like the experiences i had in college shaped a lot of what my early golf content looked like you know i was i was hurt i was you know made fun of i was picked on i was bullied every day and it caused me to hate golf so after it's a, it's a, it's a wonder <laughs> that I'm, that I'm here today. Cause yeah. golf was the last thing I wanted to do after, after that college experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of how I found your, your content. I think the first thing that I might've seen of you would have been like maybe two years ago, three years ago. And you kind of wrote, it was almost like therapy, um, kind of the way you spoke. Um, and you're very eloquent as well. I mean, you use great words. Um, you're super intelligent just from everything I see. Um, but I could kind of tell you were a bit different from your typical golf creator. Um, and I don't know if you're like, do you really like, I don't know how you feel about the term creator. Um, I, I kind of view your page and kind of what you do is a little bit different. I mean, I know you make golf content, but you do a, a multitude of other things. 
Um, like, do you view yourself in that realm or do you just say like, Hey, I'm just a guy that, that loves golf? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like creative something in, in a description, you know, um, creativity is what wakes me up every day. I love it. It, whether I'm writing or singing or dancing or talking or whatever, or creating golf content, you know, it's, it, it's all creative pursuit. Um, it is very, very difficult to define what I do though, because it is so vast. Um, I would I'm agree. A, I'm an inch deep and mile wide. Yeah. <laughs> I, I contain multitudes. Yeah. So. Like I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through your page. I'm like, okay, this, this guy's with Adidas. And at one point you do, you did something with Lululemon um, obviously the LA golf club, um, you, you're the host of a podcast as well, which congrats on a hundred episodes. I just saw that recently. Oh man. Thank um, you. you guys surpassed that. So that's really dope, man. Like people don't realize in this space, how hard it is to accomplish, you know, five episodes, let alone a hundred. Um, and, 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 and with the same people as well from day one, that's always tough. Um, yeah. but so, so 2015, you make a move to LA. Like when does the golf sort of, I guess, business side of things kind of start for you or kind of how did that happen i mean i know you said you were kind of pursuing more of a creative process of in the terms of acting um 2015 i moved here i was teaching at a school i was running their athletic program so i was coaching like five to seven sports at a time like that that was all i was doing and teaching pe um my third year at this school we got a couple of transfer students, ironically from New Jersey, who were in the AJGA circuit, which is uh, essentially AAU for elite golfers, for junior golfers. Um, they transferred to my school, and my principal was like, hey, I know you got a lot on your plate, but I'm about to give you one more entree. Um, these two golfers are studs. And according to the, what was it? The CYO at the time, the Catholic youth organization, um, you'll need two golfers to field a golf team. So he was like, just, you know, let's, let's use these two. Let's start this golf program and let's see where it goes. Um, the athletic director of me was like, I can't just, you know, gatekeep the golf team. Let me, yeah. You know, even if we get two more golfers, like, let's just see who's out there. Two turned into like 14 wow I had a full roster of golfers uh on from, top of like, the other sports you're you're kind of working with yes so uh ranging from fourth to eighth grade i had 14 golfers who were enthusiastic and passionate um, not all of them were great but through coaching with them being with them watching them participate in this sport it just did something to me like I, uh, I, I didn't start playing until I was 13. Um, but I was playing by myself and I was also emulating. So Willingboro, New Jersey, where I grew up is a very black town. Like the population is, I want to say over 80% black. Um, it was literally, the town was literally constructed to house overflow military families, black military families. So my family moved there, um, Shit, everyone in my in my family circle lives there still. Um, so like a town that where everybody can feel a little bit more comfortable in. Yes, and it's and also like if you look on the map, Willingboro is not near any other major cities. We're halfway between Camden and Trenton. Like there, there's nothing really going on in there. So Willingboro was doing its own thing. So I was watching older black people play golf, 
that was my earliest inspiration. Um, so at a young age, I didn't really have anyone else around my age to play with. So being with these students, watching them engage with golf in a way that I hadn't seen with, with their, they kind of like didn't give a fuck, you know, they were just like, yeah, Mr. Wilson started a golf team. Let's go hit ball. Like, yeah. and I was like, yo, wait, this is actually super refreshing. I like this. I'm going to come like, back don't to care this. About, so, care about the competitive nature of it. We just want to go out and play and have fun. Literally. And that was such a breath of fresh air for me. Um, especially coming off that college experience where I felt uncomfortable with the game. I felt uncomfortable being in that space with a club in my hand, walking into clubhouses. I didn't want any parts of golf, but these kids brought me back to it. So coached that team for one year and got another job opportunity. This is 2017 now. Um, was taking acting classes, uh, shooting short films and shit on the side. Um, did, what I thought I wanted was it wasn't giving. <laughs> it was not giving. And I had, you know, this 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 itch to try golf again. I, I really wanted to engage with golf again. I started playing a lot by myself. And one of the earliest groups or one of the old earliest like faces that I engaged with uh, in golf via social media was Joe Hooks. If I ever see Joe Hooks again, I will see him again. <laughs> when I see Joe Hooks again, I have to tell him this story because I can, I can vividly remember uh, I was in my apartment in Eagle Rock, couldn't sleep scrolling through Instagram and saw one of the best looking swings I had seen from a, from a teenage black person. I was like, who is this? Scrolling through his entire page, watching swing after swing after swing. He's racking up tournament wins. I'm like, and, and then I see up in his bio at we black golfers. And I'm like, huh? I never seen like, that before. We, there's, I was like, there's more of you. So I go down this rabbit hole from Joe Hooks to Nicole Jones to Shasta Avery Hart to Sedina Parks to Mariah Stackhouse. Um, and I'm learning all these people, like that these people are, are, are young and successful in golf and they, we all look like we could be related. And I'm like, what is this? How do I, how do I become a part of this? Um, so this is 20, uh, it's 2017, 2018. Um, since I hadn't, you know, played golf formally, you know, I, I wasn't very good, but I was still playing. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I may not be a part of We Black Golfers, but let me, let me shoot a couple videos. Let me see what's up. Um, so before the pandemic was, was posting videos here and there, like my, my social media presence at that time was just about my acting stuff like I was posting commercials I booked or print campaign I was doing or just like silly little videos and when I started posting golf content was when I got uh some some follow uh from followers from the from the golf space um that led to during the pandemic I booked a television show it was a golf talk show called Oh God, what is it called? Give me one second. 
talk to me. Let me just call. Pay you enough now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> they ain't pay me at all, brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't pay me at all, my brother. Uh, it was called Talk Golfing to Me. Um, so that was during the pandemic. That was 2020. Um, that experience, though it wasn't, you know, the best, most lucrative, um, most you know, elevated, polished show, it jump started my golf career. And I actually I I owe a lot to that show because I got experience talking about golf on camera. Um I had my own segment. Like I I I was really just kind of thrown into the fire and it just I I, I didn't look back. I was like, this is this is where I'm this is where I belong. <laughs> this is it. And it's crazy to see that you can make a career out of this without actually playing. I mean, obviously you play golf, but you can make a career out of it without being in the PGA tour or, you know, chasing the corn fair or even like the APT guys, which I think is really dope what they have. Like I just found out about that maybe like a year or two ago. Like there's like a black mm. professional golf league out there. Yeah. Um with, with different pathways. Um, like what does it mean to you to be like, do you realize that you are breaking barriers that you amongst a few other creators um like i know that i've seen a couple videos with you and will is it lowry i believe it's his name yeah um him and my girl are, are kind of like instagram friends so I, I know that they they know each other kind of well i guess um like roger Steele or bryce butler um like seeing what you guys are able to do in a sport that's been obviously dominated by people that look nothing like us and also bringing that blackness to the game you know it's like a lot of the times i think a lot of us are the way we were raised and especially when we got in public, we're almost afraid to be black. If that makes sense, like not afraid to be black, but afraid to be your genuine self exact, because you exactly don't want that perception about. of who you may or may not be. And the thing that I love about you guys is that you guys are like unapologetically black. And I know that that's kind of been like a newer thing, but I love to see it, you know, <laughs> like I think it's incredible. Um, you know, especially awesome as someone who's trying to get into like the creative space and, and starting to do things as well and seeing people that look like me being successful in it. Like, what does that mean for you? Or did you see yourself being here? I mean, I mean, being posted by Adidas Golf, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, maybe not to you, but to me it is. Like, that's incredible to see. Um, I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, I, I never knew what this would look like. I knew that there were other voices, other people out there who were much more established than me, but I felt like my voice was unique enough to maybe stand out, you know, like maybe I can do things a little bit differently. Um, when I, I don't, I don't do enough like self-reflection on the journey. Um, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm really grateful to be amongst guys like Bryce and Will and Doug, Doug, I, I, uh, Doug Smith. He's my, older brother, older cousin, pain in the ass, uh, mentor, <laughs> uh, Doug, Doug's a broadcaster, does, um, PGA tour live NBC sports pot. He, he and Will's podcast sponsored by NBC. Like these guys, I, I study, you know, like I, I listen to religiously. I watch them on television every Sunday. Um, actually coming up here, they'll be doing the APGA, um, Farmers Insurance open at Torrey Pines, and I'll be there on Sunday. And I'm just, I'm just gonna walk around following Will and Doug. Like those are still my guys. Like I still 
revere them as much as I can, you know, call them and give them shit as, as you yeah. know, peers, like I still have a, a huge level of respect for them. Um, Roger's another one. Bryce is another one. Like these guys I watched before I ever pressed record on, uh, on a golf video and I still learn from them. So to be where I am now is humbling and I'm incredibly grateful and incredibly blessed to be where I am. I don't take it for granted at all. Um, and I guess to answer your original question, yeah, I, I, I had an inkling that what I had to say was of some level of importance and it just took courage and, (laughs) you know, being honest with myself about who I am and what I want to say to put it out into the world. Yeah. So, so do you have any advice for those that are trying to, you know, kind of like how you revere those guys, people like me revere you and obviously look after those guys as well for what they're doing. Um, like what is your advice for someone trying to get into the golf space in terms of a career? Um, cause there's a multitude of ways you can go, you know, obviously with content brand partnerships. And I honestly feel like brands are starting to recognize that almost to a sense that creators are almost more important than the golfers themselves now. Um, Come because on. they bring so much more brand awareness, you know, Yeah. like no offense. We're, I mean, we're we your love, boots we, on the ground. Yeah. We love tiger. We love all these great golfers, Rory and you know, all these guys but they could care less about your brand. They they right. play it because you pay them to play it and then that's it. But right. more kids will probably buy Adidas golf because they follow they follow you. You know, more kids might look at TaylorMade or Nike because they were following Roger or and I know mm. he's he posts some of these no like with them, but you know, for those type of things. Um so what would you say like is the is maybe a pathway or just some advice on how to get there? Um obviously we're we're chasing that. Maybe not in the sense that everyone else is, but we definitely want to be a part of the space. I want to grow this golf brand that we have, and I want to expand it into, you know, obviously vlogs. And I love to, if I'm in L.A., man, to link up with you and get around and film some stuff. Oh, it's I mean, going to think it'd be great. Like, we'll, we'll have a great time. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what, what would you, words of advice um, that you would maybe offer to someone or kind of like maybe some, some, uh, some guidelines to follow? Um, forgot who said this to me. Um, but you're, you're one of one. Nobody is made like you. Nobody has your voice. Nobody has your inner child. Nobody has your experiences. So the more time you can spend quiet with yourself and listen to that inner voice, listen to that inner child, the more you'll realize that you have power. It just takes that courage to own it and then do something with it. Um, that's, I guess the overarching piece of advice. Um, I I actually, I do frequently get the DM like, yo, I'm trying to get like you, my boy, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what do I do? And then I'll, I'll go through their page. I'll look, I'll be like, I've literally said this to, to someone verbatim. Because they'll name like, oh, I love, you know, Bryce's content, Roger's content, your content. Like, what do I do to get... How I got Adidas, I literally studied their editing, their editing style. I studied, like I, I took note of like the type of music they used in their reels. And I started posting in that style. 
Before oh, wow. I knew it, a PR agency reached out to me and said, Adidas would like to send you a pair of shoes. Would you be open to like posting a reel with these shoes? And I did. That's what led to the the relationship with Adidas. I I already knew like that's incredible. I I wanted to work with a few brands. Adidas was at the top of that list, but I was already prepared for it. I already knew what they were looking for, and I knew they didn't have anyone like me on staff. So I was ready as soon as I as soon as I got the shoes in hand. I was out on the golf course. I knew exactly what I wanted to shoot. I knew exactly how I wanted to edit it. I knew exactly what music to use, and I was prepared. So, so what I what I told um, this guy in in a, a DM exchange, I was like, "Watch my videos, Rogers' videos, Bryce's videos. Do your videos look like that? Yeah, emulate it. If not, literally, I, I was like, I sent him a raw video of something I was I was in the middle of editing. I hadn't finished it. I was like, copy paste. Just you." use that that video is never gonna see the light of day but use the <laughs> literally copy paste and a few months later you know i went back and looked at his page and didn't do he it of course. he didn't he didn't he didn't yeah, use it of and is still you know someone who you know will comment and dm and like and all and that's all well and good like great i'm i'm glad you're still happy with what i'm doing there's just a lot but, of individuals that to them, everything sounds good, you know? It sounds good to have this grand, this grand idea and to DM you and say, I want to do this. Uh, but when it comes time to put in the work or the, the, the effort, no one's actually willing to do it because obviously I, I'm a firm believer in sweat equity. So like a lot of yeah. to get, to, especially in like this creative space, I mean, like we've got thousands of dollars worth of podcast equipment and film stuff and, you know, so be it to pay for subscriptions for Premiere Pro. Um, we're not making any money, you know, right, right, right. Like we got some, we got some discount codes, you know, but that's really <laughs> right, about it. Yeah. You know, like this is coming out of our pockets. Right. Um, and it, it's really that consistency. It's kind of like, you know, I'm a big Nipsey fan. So it's like, really, it's, it's a marathon. Um, yeah. and I think people don't realize that it doesn't happen overnight and it takes a lot of effort. And like you said, it takes, obviously for us, it takes connecting with people like you and kind of seeing what you're doing and how, like you said, we can emulate those. Okay. Like I want to start getting these vlogs down. Okay. Let me watch his videos because they're successful and amongst these other guys that you follow and then follow the blueprint. I mean, the blueprint is there. Um, yes. It's obviously now these brands are willing to work with people like us. They see the yes. value in us, which me personally, I, I truly appreciate now that we're in this kind of this new air wave of, of how yeah. uh, things are presented to us, which is really dope. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm super grateful that we, we got on here today and we're able to have this conversation um, and that you were even willing to, you know, share our platform and, you know, give us some of your, uh, your tidbits of advice. Um, I do have course, a lot of man. other things, you know, of course I want to talk about, um, you know, I, I see you post a lot about, um, black therapy. I see you post yeah. a lot about therapy. Um, and obviously your, your podcast is called uh, group therapy, correct? Group golf therapy, yeah. group golf therapy. Um, yeah. and so like, what does that, you know, mean to you? Obviously it sounds like mental, mental health is very important for you. Um, likewise for me, like I tell people all the time, like, I go to therapy twice a month. Um, not to say that anything's going wrong in my life, but it's just, it's refreshing for me. It's, it's, it's a, a great outlet for me to have someone to vent to, to talk to, to kind of help guide me through life, keep me in check, check on me. And I think a lot of people, especially men and black men are really afraid to have those conversations. Instead, they would rather, you know, sit and 
and, 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 and just be, you know, I guess depressed or sad all day. Um, but yeah. yeah, how did that come to be? And you know, what, like, what's your relationship like with that? Pardon me. Um, I've never shared this story publicly. Um, I was robbed at gunpoint, uh, in 2014 and that was my first stint in therapy, like dealing with the, the PTSD of that. Um, it's still something that, that comes up every once in a while, but now I've like gotten to the point where I can handle that. Yeah. Um, 2014 was the first time I was ever in therapy. I hated it because I didn't know what it was. You know, I was like, what, like, who is this woman I don't know talking to me about? Like, why is she asking me about my feelings so much? You know, super, super awkward and they yeah. want me to open up and they want me to talk. And, you know, it, like, I definitely have been there. I've been man, to three. Like, I, I don't know how to answer this. I don't, I, I don't have the, the words to answer these questions because I didn't have the emotional intelligence at the time. You know, I didn't, I didn't know how to put words to my feelings. Um, and when I moved to LA, so being robbed was before I moved, moved to LA, um, left this job, uh, at the school and tried the entrepreneurial route. I had a, a job as a nanny. I was nannying for some families in Hollywood and I was doing that for a few years. Um, and one of the families fired me like no warning, no nothing, just f fired me. Like I, I was home with their child that day, got a text message that was like, Hey, wife and I've been talking. We're going to put the kid in, in daycare starting tomorrow. Wow. And while I'm holding their, you know, eight month old baby, I had a full blown panic attack. Like, for those that have never experienced a, a panic attack, it quite literally feels like you're going to die. It feels it's, it's unexplainable. It's, it is the most terrifying feeling. Um, my chest closed up. I got, you know, dizzy vertigo. I didn't have balance. Um, felt like I was going to vomit. Like it truly felt like the, the entire world was caving in on me. And that kept happening. Like not daily, but like a few times a week to the point where I wouldn't leave the house. I didn't eat. I didn't work out. I, I was living with a, a partner at the time. Like that was going terribly and I couldn't explain it. Um, but it, it was because of all this unresolved trauma and now this like new onset trauma of jumping without a parachute. I, I had no, you know, Sure, I had no sure way of making income. I live in Los Angeles, one of the most expensive places on the planet to live, and yeah. I didn't have a way to make money. So I panicked and, and panicked and panicked and panicked until um, I found therapy for black girls. And I forgot where, I, maybe I heard it on a podcast or something, but it just stuck out to me. It was like therapy for black girls. There, I Google it, find this therapist in, you know, around the corner I can walk I can walk to therapy all right let me let me try let me try that so I went to this person for a year and a half um and it was uh gosh what was the I'm trying to think of the, the type of therapy they did I, I want to say it was like 
like CBT. EMDR, I believe. CBT, or, or, C, CBT, sir. Corrective behavioral something. That don't sound right. Uh, okay, so I went to therapy for a year and a half with this guy. And because I knew I had something going on, like I, I needed to deal with the panic attacks. I was like, I'm here to make this go away. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not trying to deal. I'm not trying to talk about this other shit. Yeah. Make this I'm go a, away. I'm on a mission. Let's, let's, let's do this. <laughs> right. So for a year and a half, I was wasting my time because my intentions weren't to heal anything. It wasn't to unpack anything. It was to fix things. I wasn't showing up as my full self in therapy because I, di I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't giving myself to the process. And after a year and a half, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm getting out of this, like what I, what I want. Like the panic attacks, not, I didn't say, I won't say stopped, but they were fewer and further between. So I felt like, all right, I got a handle on that. If one comes up, I can kind of, I can, I can get through it. I can move on. I, you know, I, I had a job at this point. I'm like, all right, so that takes care of one thing. I'm not getting robbed at gunpoint. All right, cool. That, that takes yeah. care of another thing. If another, another panic attack happens, right, right. I feel like I can, I can survive. Um, then, then the pandemic hit and I'm sure you experienced a lot of us black people experienced heavy trauma. It was tough. It was, yeah. 2020 was one of the most diabolical, <laughs> um, so 2020, I started my therapy therapeutic journey. Um, yeah. because I dealt with a lot of, you know, I've got a lot of unresolved traumas and then uh, like kind of how you spoke up in a relationship and we're dealing with trauma and there's so many things going on in my life and then COVID hits and now we're stuck in the house together. I'm we're stuck, stuck in with my own thoughts. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. And honestly, that's why I picked up golf. Cause I live on a golf course and I'm driving, you know, when I'm going somewhere, maybe the grocery store, I'm like, man, people are out playing golf right now. I can't go to the mm -hmm. gym. I can't go here. I can't go to a bar. Was the only um, thing that's what picked it up. Uh, but sorry, not to cut you off. No, um, no, we're good. Yeah. But, um, th so therapy, uh, came back up in during 2020 because my panic attacks started again and I went back to therapy for black girls. And, um, because of what I was experiencing with you know, like socially, you know, societally, I, I wanted to tap into that as well. So I sought out a therapist that could, that had like, certifications or experience with very specific things and it's 2024 now so we've been together for three and a half years me and this therapist that's incredible that is, that is the homie i found a black woman that's incredible who is uh also a millennial um has a very similar background to me can speak to my experiences in a way that no other therapist has yeah um and we unpack things we get to the root of things she helps me understand myself better she helps me understand my emotions does she keep it real with you she oh my god she uh, yeah she you gotta appreciate that that's why i wanted a black woman so my therapist <laughs> will always say 
she'll say something then she'll go i'm sorry i probably shouldn't have said that and i'm always like no i appreciate it yeah i, I appreciate the way you phrase that because no, i tell me about myself that. yeah <laughs> i needed tell to tell me about that. myself yeah. thank you uh no that's great man I, i'm great th- I'm, I'm i'm thankful that you found someone that's super amazing and that you didn't give up um i think a lot of people go through kind of similar things that we've gone through go to therapy for you know a few sessions it doesn't work out and you're like yeah this probably isn't for me and i'm gonna give up and i'm just gonna continue to spiral out of control um because yeah. likewise happened for me man the first guy i went to he was super transactional um uh, which was super awkward for me mm. um like i'd walk in and he'd be like okay hey let's take care of payment and for me that's like super weird like hey like maybe let's let's unpack what i'm going through and then like you you have my card on file and just swipe it when i leave Right. Um, so that was always does, super does your weird. barber ask you for payment? Yeah. yeah. Like, bro, you ain't even cut my hair yet. What you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, that was that was uh, something else. But no, man, that's incredible. Speaking of barbers, do you still cut your hair? I do. I'm actually. I'm do. I'm. I'm You're pretty solid at it. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like you, I, I would not I trust myself with a pair of pair of clippers whatsoever. <laughs> I had dreads for a really long time too, so I never had the opportunity to get to get a haircut up until oh, I got you. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, nah, that, that's incredible. I would cut my hair. Shit, almost. Yeah, since I moved here, since I moved here, it started because I was broke. To be completely honest with you, I was like, I I need a way to save. And what haircuts in LA got to be like eighty eighty dollars, if not more. (laughs) Shit, it's fifty here plus taxing. Yeah, (laughs) I uh, I went to this one. So when I first moved here, I I lived in a beach town called Hermosa Beach. Ain't no black people in Hermosa Beach. No. Ain't no black people in Hermosa. I'm, I looked. I looked for the brownest person I could find, and he still and chipped me doing. up. Yeah, he still <laughs> chipped me up. I got a couple free PBRs out of that though, um, which, which is which is very new to me too. Like I was like, oh, this LA is different, you know. And Pass I, blue I, I went, ribbon, baby. Yeah, I, went, I got a couple <laughs> PBRs while I was getting my hair cut. While you, while you chipping me up, okay. <laughs> yeah, let me get let me get a couple. Definitely, beers. definitely a lot more hipster in SoCal than it is on the Man. East Coast for sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's probably a huge culture shock, man. I mean, you, you literally venture from one side of the country to another, yes. um, and completely different perspectives and everything. Yeah. Um, to ask you something on more of a, a positive note, which to say, I mean, therapy is, uh, to me is positive. I don't think that that's a negative thing to ever talk about. Um, I'm trying to learn more about the LA golf club. Um, mm. I, I try to do a little bit of research. Obviously I like to know what I'm asking. Um, but I'm still, I'm a little perplexed on what it is. Is it an mm-hmm. actual course? Is it a brand? I mean, I see they're doing stuff with TGL. So I'm very, and you're the community liaison. Community. community. Okay. Yeah. So like, can you talk to me about that? Yeah. Um, Los Angeles golf club is the inaugural team of TGL. TGL is a league. This is how I explain to my parents. It's the NBA for golf. It's different cities, different teams comprised of pro pro golfers, tour golfers. Um, The inaugural season was supposed to start this month, but they had some technical difficulties down in their facility in Florida. So um, it's the NBA for golf if the NBA were played in one arena, like if it were just at like the Staples Center. And for this league, the Staples Center – is in Florida. It's in West Palm, Florida. So the uh, financial company SoFi is sponsoring the league. They've built a stadium for TGL to to play, to participate in Florida. So 
in uh, at this facility, it's essentially a giant dome that you have to inflate. And in this dome, there's there's um, seating and the the screen. It's simulator golf, but the simulator is like the size of uh, a mall. <laughs> like it's a yeah. huge, it's a huge Cause, simulator. Because there's opportunities to do more than your average simulator style of golf. Because I mean, I, I want to say I read there's like bunkers that they could play out of and stuff yes. like that as well. Okay, there's bunkers. They're greens. They they have the capability of changing the terrain to match anywhere in the world. Um, the putting surfaces are able to change. Um, the tee boxes are able to change, and the technology that goes into the screen is Full Swing. Full Swing is a simulator company. Um, it for uh, for consumers, a Full Swing simulator setup might cost you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars, but you can play over one hundred and eighty thousand golf courses using the Full Swing simulator. Analyzes your swing. Um, it's a it's a it's a golf coach in a simulator essentially. Oh, for sure. I've, but, I've played it, man. I mean, when you swing, it gives you you know club face and light everything, know, everything that you hit on gives you so much feedback. But for the T, for purposes of TGL, we're watching tour level players do this, and they're competing against one another: L.A. versus Boston, Atlanta versus San Francisco. Like, and each team is comprised of four players, so. There'll be a point system. There's playoff structure, championship structure, similarly to how other pro leagues are run. Um, my specific role with the LA team is to integrate LAGC into the LA golf community. So the way we're treating it is is as if we're the Lakers and we want to run camps and do giveaways and clinics and coaching and, you know, play days with ownership group with players and people in the community, like the same way. So I used to work for the Sixers. I used to be a trampoline dunker for the Sixers. Oh, wow. So you're a jack of all trades, bro. (laughs) I've I've lived many (laughs) lives. I've lived many lives. So, um, the same way, I would travel around with the mascot and do like summer camps because, you know, the mascot is an extension of the team and that, that, that is their way to to do their community outreach. My role with LAGC is to facilitate all of that. So we're, we're getting, uh, we're getting active in LA. That's incredible. Get started. Yeah. I think that's also, I mean, you explained it the best way that I've ever heard anyone explain it because I've seen, you know, theories of the TGL forever, um, but no one's ever really broke it down to me. I mean, I kind of understood what it was, the leagueness, but I didn't realize it was like a city by city basis and kind of what you're doing. I mean, I think that's really, really dope. Um, who are the, if you can share, who are the tour players that are on the LA team? I think I saw, I went to the Instagram, but I can't remember who I saw that was shared on there. So the first player we announced was Colin Morikawa. Okay. Um, Great iron striker. World number seven. And uh, Sahith Thigala, who is world number 27, I believe, right now. Um, two more players will be announced in the next coming weeks. I know who they are, and I cannot tell you, but it is really good. 
<laughs> it's, it's I mean, really you're starting good. off hot with two great guys, um, two young guys. Seath is, you know, obviously tearing things up as of recently. Um, incredible golfer to watch. Colin's been doing his thing forever. Um, super young too. I think Colin's only like 26 years old. Yep. If if that. Um, so that's that's amazing, man. Well, congrats on that. I mean, that's that that's incredible to see um, and all the things that you're doing. Um, I think, man, we've we've kind of covered everything that I really had. Um, I was going to cover the application, but you did that prior to we we started recording. Um, so make sure you go to Bradford Wilson Golf <laughs> Instagram. He's got a story put up called Applications. Um, didn't get it on film, so sorry for those at home. Hey, look, uh, I got but, you. I, I got to re-up anyway. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the application process. For the fans at home, man. For, 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 this is an audio medium. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're in your car, you're at the gym, you may be on the golf course, you may be on the golf, you may be on the driving range. Reach into your bag, reach into your purse, reach into that center console, grab that lip balm and apply it. Make you it a habit. You, it. you know you need it. Make it a Make habit. Make it a habit. I, I can't tell way you how many have a, tubes of Carmax I've lost. <laughs> well, that's that's the problem right there, Carmax. It's a... <laughs> It ain't the best. It ain't the best. I know. I know. I'm playing. I have. <laughs> let it be known. I have zero brand affiliation with um, with lip balm. I would. I love and frequent this tube of Aquaphor. Um, Robin Rihanna Fenty very recently launched a lip balm. I'm eager to get my hands on. Uh, if any of your listeners or if any of anyone that follows this show or listens to the show has any ties to the Fenty Beauty brand and can link me with their marketing team, please okay. do so. My email I might know a guy. will be linked in Instagram will be linked in the show notes. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might know a guy. There's a, a local Kansas City guy who is actually one of her uh, one of her models. Um, so he's all over the the men's Fenty site. Come on, um, KC. So we'll we'll see what we can do to plug you in. Um, I, I'll just ask these two final questions, man. What is, and I guess one thing I I, I, meant, I meant to ask you as well uh, before I get into these final questions, is Bradford still a thing? Is that still in the making? I, I know you posted about that a while ago. Um, haven't seen much of it, but I thought I'd bring it up and ask you kind of what what the plans are for that. I mean, you're you're a busy man, so I know that's a, that's a lot to also focus on. But I thought I'd ask you. Uh, my dad asked me that that the other day too. He's like, oh, really? hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get some hoodies." I said, "You know, you know how to get to the website. <laughs> it's BradfordWilson.golf." Like, uh, so currently the the site the site and the apparel line are on ice, and mainly because of my affiliation with Adidas, um, I wanted to create things that. I wanted to wear on and off the course. Like the the tagline I created for the the line was because we're all working on ourselves. And there were a lot of like blue collar designs. Like one was made after post office. My dad just retired from the post office after thirty years. Congrats, um, love love that man. Uh, all all the asbestos he's got caked up on his hands from years of being outside in the cold. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> the other is a, a hardware store. Um, just like some blue collar, relatable ass stuff. And, yeah. uh, I wanted to bring it to the, the golf space. Um, and then things got hot and heavy with, with the data. So I was like, you know what? I maybe don't need to do this anymore. I maybe don't need to. The message still remains. We're all working on ourselves. You can still oh, work sure. on yourself. No, um, that's fair, man. That's kind of what I, I thought, you know, obviously yeah. there's, 
there's a lot of things happening with you um and that you know those partnerships are probably a little bit more important than trying to push a brand currently but you might be to spin it off into something else we go um, see yeah for sure uh so what are your your 2024 goals look like for bradford and then what are your top five courses Ooh. um 2024 goals um i want to be kinder to myself i want to be gentler with my thoughts and my feelings i want to pray more i want to express gratitude more um i want to drink more water <laughs> uh, i want to call my grandparents more um, and I want to lower my handicap. <laughs> that, get those it, are my 2024 Gotta get goals. with your swing coach for that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I need to hire one ASAP. <laughs> yeah, those are my 2024 goals. Um, top five golf courses. Oh, I wish I could flip my computer around. Um, Rancocas Golf Club is number one in my heart. Rancocas Golf Club is in Willingboro, New Jersey. Every day when I went to school, every day I came home from school, when I went to church, when I'd ride my bike, when I'd go for runs around the neighborhood, um, take my sister's dog on a walk, I would walk by Rancocas Golf Club. It's the center of my universe. It's everything to me. And I've got a framed um, map of Rancocas Golf Club right, right above my desk. Um, that's number one. Number two, actually, I should ask this. Is it co courses I've played or like just in general, like courses Cor period? I mean, courses you've played. You know? Yeah, I feel like that's uh, Maybe even fair, step right? foot on, but for sure, courses you've played. Uh, we yeah, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um, number two, Torrey Pines. Um, it's not the most beautiful course in the world. It's not the easiest course in the world. It's not the most accessible course in the world. But that golf course opened up my mind to um, what I was capable of and, and where golf could take me. Torrey Pines was where my golf team in college would spend our, our spring breaks. We would leave the cold of Philadelphia and fly to Southern California and play a bunch of courses in La Jolla and San Diego area. And Torrey Pines was a stop that we made every year. So Torrey Pines holds a really special place in my heart. Pardon me. Number three, Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Aaron Hills hosted the 2017 U.S. Open where Brooks Koepka won. Um, Aaron Hills is the focal point of a series of videos that Group Golf Therapy did with Random Golf Club a couple of years ago. Um, and when the cameras were off, the, the kind folks at Aaron Hills allowed us to go play with the course kind of basically shut down. Um, Speaking of random golf club, man, he gets to play some incredible courses. Sure does. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> and he's going to bite you out. <laughs> we can speak off, we can speak off camera about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to random golf club. I'll say that. Um, Cause without them, Aaron Hills wouldn't have happened. I would not have had the experience that I had with Connor and drew shout out to Connor and drew my group golf therapy work husbands. Um, just when I think of that place, I think of the word magic. I think of 
golden hour. I think of a warm breeze. I think of peace. Um, Aaron Hills is that for me. Um, number four is the Peter Hay course at Pebble Beach. It's the Tiger Woods designed uh, par three course right on a 17 mile drive in Pebble Beach. I got my first ever hole in one there when I was doing the, uh, the youth on course, hundred hole hike. So funny story about that. So I, I, I played with the CEO of, uh, youth on course. He was in my group. There were, I think 11 groups out there and we just, it's a nine hole course. We played it 11 times or yeah. Is that right? 11 times. Yes. And one day. Yes. Wow. It took, <laughs> it took eight hours, I think. Eight or ten hours. Is it, an, is it a nine-hole course, I assume? It's a nine-hole course, yeah. Okay. Um, on hole number 97, I got my hole-in-one. And bless his heart, uh, Bob Baker, he, he tried to take my ball out of the hole for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold, hold on, hold on there, Bob. <laughs> hold on there, Bob. Wait a minute, not right here, partner. Gonna draw back a nub there, Bob. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Peter Hay course, number four. Um, number five, Roosevelt Golf Course in Los Angeles. Roosevelt is a nine-hole executive course in Griffith Park, right under the Griffith Observatory. Um. Roosevelt brings back a lot of the feelings that I got at Aaron Hills and it's 10 minutes away from where I live. So I can go there and experience all types of wildlife. <laughs> um, I like to tell people Roosevelt is a full course meal in nine holes. You can hit every club in the bag, the elevation, the challenge, the accessibility, the people that frequent this place, I, I'm, I'm, I love that place. I adore that place. Uh, yeah, those are my top five. Nice man, that's that, that's incredible to hear. Um, maybe number six, uh, or it might squeak into the top five. I, I think I saw something recently you posted about um, the Compton Golf. Is it the Compton Golf Club? Compton, Compton Country Golf Club. Country Club. Yeah. Shout out to like Compton Country to be Club. Re Revitalized, man. And if I make it out to LA soon, I, or whenever they get done with it, man, I'd love to play it. Yes, yes. Shout, huge shout out to Compton Country Club, Aaron Grimes, Chris Staples. They're spearheading the movement. Compton Country Club used to be a thing. Compton uh, Par 3 um, used to be a, a real operational golf course in the middle of Compton until COVID. Um, ownership's changed hands, but Chris and Aaron are spearheading that movement to get it back in the community and – as community lead with LAGC, I I'm challenging myself to integrate LAGC with that project because it's special. It's something they've been really passionate about and promoting for years. And, um, I want to see that succeed. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's great to, to, for something like that to, to kind of blossom again, especially it sounds like the history behind it, like it's been around for a really long time. It's kind of like that mom and pop place. Like, you know, when you and your kid, your kid gets out of school, you guys can go walk the course and play a nine hole round. Um, so that'd be dope, man. Um, yeah. I mean, how dope would it be for kids in Compton to see a flourishing 
lush, beautiful golf course. And I mean, it's for the youth, man. Let's get the youth yeah. more involved. I love that golf is a forever growing sport. Um, I love that more black folks are picking up golf, man, because I, I never thought that I would I would see the day that I would pick up a pair of sticks. I mean, I was in high school, man. I played football, you know, and that was I was an athlete and played basketball. And I mean, honestly, man, I feel like an asshole, but we made fun of the golfers. We're like, oh, these dudes are fucking losers, man. Like, what, <laughs> what's going on over here? Yeah, now you, I'm, you I'm at, the ripe, yeah, now at the ripe age of, you know, 31. That's all I can think about is playing golf, man. I mean, yeah. it's like, that's all I think about, uh, which is incredible. But, but yeah, man, I love the sport and my daughter plays and hopefully like she'll, she'll pick up a passion for it like I have. And, uh, but man, no, I, I really appreciate your time, bro. I, I appreciate you, you know, hopping on here and, and blessing us with these gems, man. Um, it's been incredible hearing your story and, and, and seeing the things that you've been able to do. And I look forward to, you know, kind of everything else that you're going to do as well. Um, I'll be on the lookout for all updates, man. And I'll always be following you, man. And after that, we'll give you a round of applause real quick. You know, got to give him a round of applause. Hey, appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for, for the sure, kind man. words, man. I really, absolutely, really man. It. Uh, and you can find Bradford at Bradford Wilson Golf on. Is it all platforms? Are you on Instagram, YouTube at all? Or uh, Bradford Wilson Golf is on YouTube. Bradford Wilson Golf on TikTok, and Bradford W Golf on X. <laughs> Whatever the hell it's, it's still, called. I still have the Twitter logo it's on my Twitter. Phone. I refuse. Yeah, to, I, I refuse to update it. I still got the bird, so it hasn't switched the X yet. But no, thank you again, brother. We, I really appreciate it, man. Look forward to connecting with you in person one day and getting around him, man, and having some fun. Thank you, brother.